endures in the natural is found by prayer in the supernatural, okay? So when we want to uh, see things open and moved and shifted in our lives in the natural, it's important that we understand that we have to have a language to pray in the supernatural. You already know where I'm going this morning. Uh, because it's important, you can, you can walk your walk and live your day every single day, day in, day out, and be a standard, normal Christian, but I'm telling you, if you don't have a way to commune with God, other than, dear Lord, I thank you for this day, if you don't have another way to commune with him, I'm telling you, the natural world, to you, the natural world is going to be weak, you're going to be messed up, you're going to be broke, you're going to have so many issues, you got to have a way to supernaturally connect with the Father, other than just praying at your bedside, other than just praying on your way to work, you have got to have a supernatural connection with Jesus, amen, and what is that, praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, see there's breakthrough, there's breakthrough that happens in your life when you understand the things of God, right, when you understand the things of God, there's breakthrough that takes place, and when you can speak the language of heaven, come on, When you can speak the language of heaven, you begin to understand more of God. You begin to understand more of him. And and, and then there's more supernatural breakthrough that is unlocked in your life. I want want to be busting through doors every single day of breakthrough. I want to step on the devil's head every single day. I want to walk full of boldness and security and health and strength and all those things every single day. And I can tell you, I can do that, but I cannot do it if I am not connected with the Spirit of God. There's a difference between just knowing God and being connected to His Spirit. Today, we have got to be connected to His Spirit. I believe that we don't have much time, and we don't have much time just being part-time Christians. Hello. We don't have time being part-time churchgoers. I hope I'm not stepping on feet today. We don't have time to come in with all of our problems week in and week out, and then the next week come in with all of our problems again. If you would only, if you would only, this ain't in my notes, but I'm just going to go. If you would only just get filled with the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you, you wouldn't have as many issues as you do. You wouldn't be coming down to this altar every single week asking for prayer for the same thing, same thing, same thing. Listen. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying you're sinning. I'm not saying you're going to hell. But I can tell you, I can tell you right now, and I believe this with everything that's within me, you're a lot worse off than others. If you are not filled with the spirit and presence of God within you, and you can't communicate to God through his spirit, you need it. You need it. You absolutely need it. Now, I'm not saying... That everywhere you go and all, everything that you do and all the time, you're always speaking in tongues and all that. I'm not saying that because it, it gets out of control sometimes. It does. And, and we over-spiritualize some things, don't we? But it's important that at least daily we're communicating to God in, in his channel, in his vein, in the way that he operates He's given us his Holy Spirit, and we're allowed to communicate to him in the Spirit. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to just communicate to him with my natural talk. I want to communicate to him in a supernatural talk, a supernatural talk that breaks down the natural, 
and increases the super in my life. I want to talk to God knowing that the devil cannot hear one word I'm saying right now. Have you ever prayed for something and you believed for something? You were praying, God, please do this, blah, 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 blah. And then the next thing you know, as soon as you're done praying, you feel worse or something bad happens again or you feel like your prayers were ineffective or your prayers, you just felt like it went out and boom, just fell to the floor. Have you ever felt that way? Because the devil hears everything you say. Now, I'm not giving him credit because I don't want to, but the devil does hear everything you say. He knows when you pray. He can hear you when you worship. And he don't like it. That's why he does things to distract you. So when we're standing here worshiping, he'll do things to get your mind off focus. He'll do things to mess you up a little bit. It's the simple things like that because the devil does not want you communicating with the Father and worshiping the Father because he hates the Father and he hates you. So he's going to do everything he can to, boom, break apart that communication with God. But there's another way that you can communicate to him where the devil can't come in and interfere, where you can't get distracted, where you can't get messed up. It's called praying in the spirit, where you can pray to God and the devil's just like confused, like, okay, I guess I'm just going to go find somebody else then. I want him to go find somebody else every time I pray. I want him to go find somebody else every time I worship. I want him to go find somebody else every time I lift up a joyful sound, no matter if it's in my car, in my house, sitting in my office. It doesn't matter. I don't want him hearing what I'm saying. Come on, do you hear what I'm saying this morning? I'm going to push this into you real, real hard. And I believe those that aren't filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit today, you will get filled. If you believe what I'm saying, number one, and number two, if you don't have any doubt that's in your mind, because right now the devil's already messing with you as soon as I said that. Oh, yeah, it's probably not going to be me. It's probably not going to be me. Well, maybe some other people. Blah, 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 blah. No, no, no. We don't have time for you to think that. We don't have time to allow the enemy to come in and distort and taint your thinking on this and mess up the way you feel on this and, 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 and twist uh, just with all kinds of doubt and unbelief. We don't have time to do that. Folks, listen, we have got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen? I guess I better get my notes. So who is ready to grow today? Come on, I said who is ready to grow today? Amen. Are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 14? Sorry for that long intro. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're going to read the first four verses, okay? It says this, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, and above all that you may prophesy, above all that you may prophesy, for the person who speaks in another language or a person who speaks in tongues is not speaking to men, but to God, since no one understands him. However, he speaks, here it is, the mysteries in the spirit. We'll get to that in just a few minutes. But the person who prophesies speaks to people for edification, encouragement, and consolation. The person who speaks in another language, who speaks in tongues, builds himself up. But he who prophesies builds up the church. I'm going to break all that down for you in just a few minutes. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning that you are here 
you are with us, that your Holy Spirit is already moving in this place, that people are beginning to feel this feeling in their stomach right now. They're starting to feel heat in their seats. God, because you are already beginning to touch them right now where they are. Those that have never been filled before, boom, are about to get filled in the name of Jesus. Those that are a little bit weak in the spirit, boom, are about to get re-strengthened and rebirthed again in the spirit of God. Lord, I thank you right now by the power of your Holy Spirit that you are going to move. And you're not just going to move, but you're going to move in power today. And so, Father, we receive the power of the Holy Ghost that you uh, have to offer us today. And we partake in it. We partake in this word. Come on. And all God's people said. Now, the title of my message is this. I want it all. I want it all. Ever heard that song? I want it all. Right? On those commercials and stuff. And I want it now. Now, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, you ought to be singing that right now to yourself. I want it all, and I want it now, because I need it. (laughs) I need it. All right. So, now some people are even saying again, right now, just right off the bat, well, tongues is just not for me. That's a lie. Don't believe that. Tongues is just not for me. No, it is. I'm going to read you scriptures that... That justify this here. Some people might be thinking or saying right now to themselves, or I just don't have that gift of tongues. God just never wanted to give it to me. Or I just I tried and tried and tried and I just never got it. Okay? But you can get it today. Today's a new day. Today's a new day. Come on. Today's a new day, I said. So break all doubt. Break all unbelief. Come on. Break all, well, that prayer was done a certain way that one time when that person next to me got filled. And so hopefully they do it the same for me this time. No, no, no. Break all that off. There is no specific order. There is no specific way that you do this thing. You either get filled or you don't. Bottom line. And today, you can get filled. So I want everybody in this room together to say with me, I want it all. Okay, now some of you didn't say it. Come on, I'm going to do it one more time. I want it all. All right, so now we still got some doubters. We still got some people that are just watching, some spectators in the house this morning. Can I tell you, I'm sorry, I love you, but I don't have time for spectators today. I only have time for participators. We're going to participate in this all together. We're going to be unified all together. We're going to all be filled with the Spirit today. So I want you to say it one more time. I want it all. all. There we go. So much better. Come on, give yourself a hand. Some of you already got it. You just cheered for the person that's about to get it later. You just cheered for that person next to you that you've been, man, you've been saying, God, they need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. They're going to get it. Don't worry. All right, so here, we're going to jump right into this. I've got four things for you this morning. Not three, but four. Four things for you this morning. It's this, four truths, four truths about tongues, okay? And, and you need to know these things. They're very important. They're simple, but you need to know these things. Four truths about tongues. The first one is this, is this, is there's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. You need to know that this morning. That's number one. 
There's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. Now, I'll explain that so you understand, okay? Because some of you look at that and you're thinking, well, what's the difference? It's the same thing. No, it's completely different, okay? There's a difference, okay? In 1 Corinthians 12, uh, we read that there are nine gifts of the Spirit, okay? And one of these gifts is of tongues, gift of tongues. So what exactly is this gift? Uh, the gift of tongues is when uh, someone speaks in an unknown language, speaks in a tongue, okay, to the body, to the body, which is a special message from God, okay? They're hearing from God. They're speaking what God has to say. And then here's the key. It must be interpreted. It's a, it's a message received by God that somebody gives out that then the Bible says must have an interpretation to follow. That is what the gift of tongues is. So it hasn't happened in a while, but you'll see every once in a while in the church, it'll be in the midst of worship or be in whatever, and somebody will just start speaking out loud in tongues. And some people might think, well, that's weird. Why are they doing that right now? It's because literally God is trying to say something to the house, to the body, so he's choosing a person to speak through, right? So that person lets it all out, speaks exactly what God is speaking. And then almost simultaneously, there's somebody else. That one person could have been over there, and then the other person's way over here. And boom, they just start interpreting what was said. And sometimes that person that said it interprets it. And there's nothing wrong with that either. But there has to be an interpretation with the gift of tongues, okay? There's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. The gift of tongues is for the edification of the church, is to build up all of us together at the same time, to release a prophetic word from heaven for everybody, okay? That's the gift of tongues. Speaking in tongues is entirely different. It's just the prayer language that you have. Now, you might not have the gift of tongues, but listen, every believer has the grace for and of tongues. Now, you might not have the gift of tongues, and that's okay. Okay, You might not have the gift of tongues. All of a sudden, letting it out, hearing from God, you're speaking what God has to say. You might not have that, but every believer has the grace for and of tongues. We all have the grace of God for tongues, okay? Well, Pastor, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. Let me explain. The Bible is very clear in many places, okay, that, uh, that you and I can, number one, and should, number two, pray in tongues. It's clear in many places in the word that we can and we should pray in tongues. And, and this grace is for every one of God's children. He allows us to have a communication with him that we don't have before we know him that we don't have before we're filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He, he graces us. He, he provides to us a way that we can communicate to him. This is our prayer language that is given to us by God, is speaking in tongues. So when you hear people saying, well, I was praying in my prayer language, that wasn't something that they just made up. It wasn't just this language that they say, well, I'm going to make up this whole other thing. About. No, no, no. It's just them communicating to God through tongues, speaking in tongues, not the gift of tongues, for the church, them praying in tongues, okay? So everybody understands the difference, right? Because there is a difference. And, and, I, and I needed to make sure that you understood that this morning because I wanted to give you these biblical truths 
so that you completely understand, um, you know, as you receive this morning. Amen? So when you pray in tongues, you must remember that the Holy Spirit is praying through you. Okay? It's praying through you. You're literally speaking the language of heaven. I've said this before in here. Um, I don't know why somebody wouldn't want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues when that is the language we're going to be speaking in heaven. So you might as well already begin to practice now before we get there. I don't understand the concept of, well, when I get there, I guess I'll get filled. No, no, that's why he gave it to us now so that when we can use it, number one, so then we can have it, number two, when we get there. It's the language of heaven, amen? It's the language of heaven. So you may be in the church today and you don't have the gift of tongues, and that's okay, but you have it for you. You have it for you. You have a prayer language. Grace simply isn't, is not just something we earn or deserve. We know that, but you have the grace for tongues, and so he gives you uh, a prayer language even though you, it, you don't deserve it and you certainly ha- have not earned it. He, he still gives it to you. Because it's, it's a form of grace. He gracefully gives you his language. Isn't that amazing? It's beautiful. Okay, number two is this. The first one is that there's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. Number two is this. Tongues are scriptural. Tongues are scriptural. All right? Now, I've already given you a few scriptures, but I'm going to give you some more now. So I made up my mind that if it's in, if it's in God's word, I want it. So, I want it all. Whatever's here, I want it all. I don't want part of it. I don't want some of it. I don't want half of it. I want it all. And you need to be that same way. You need to, you need to say that same thing. Hey, if it's in here and God says it's for me, I want to have it. These spiritual gifts, they're for you. He's given those to you. You can... You can walk in those gifts. You can ask God for those gifts. You can activate those gifts. Anytime you want it, all you got to do is ask for it. You know, we do a lot of believing, but we don't do a lot of asking. It's good to believe, and it's good to ask. But sometimes we believe so much that our flesh starts creeping in that we can't even ask with everything that's within us. God, I have to have this gift. God, I need this gift. God, will you please give it to me? It's okay to do that. You believe in it, and then you ask for it. You don't just believe in it, and he's just like, I'm going to just drop it into them in their sleep tonight. Okay? You ask for it, and he gives it to you. Amen? So you got to be willing to receive. you got to be wanting to receive. you got to be wanting to desire these gifts. Amen? And so I want, I want you to know that I want it all, and I want you to want it all. Amen? And so in verse 2 that we read just a few minutes ago, it said this in chapter 14. It said this in verse 2. However, he speaks the mysteries in the Spirit. Now, I love this. Some versions say the mysteries of God. Okay? Um, Who does not want to know the mysteries of God? We want to know the mysteries of God. We We want the knowledge of these mysteries of God. Well, what are these mysteries? What is this that you're talking about? Well, mysteries means this, the hidden things. The secret things, not obvious to natural understanding. So it's these things that in the natural mind, the natural person, cannot understand. But when you pray in the Spirit, you understand the mysteries of God. 
So he unlocks and un unveils some things that were once hidden to you, but now you now know them because you're in communication in the spirit with him. So it's not just this thing, well, I've got the power of the Holy Ghost. There's a whole nother realm of this whole deal. You don't just got the power, but you know the hidden, secret, deep, desired mysteries of God. Things that you never would have known, but he shows you when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. He shows you when you speak to him in the Spirit. There's things that he just does that are just supernatural mysteries. Things that the natural mind doesn't understand, but in the Spirit, we can grasp completely exactly what he's saying, exactly what he's showing us. So when you pray in the Spirit, hidden things are made obvious for you. Doors open. Come on, attacks shrink. Issues are dissolved. Problems vanish. There are so many benefits, amen, to, to, to knowing the mysteries of God and praying in the Spirit. See, what is hidden to us in plain, what, excuse me, what is hidden to us is plain as day to the Holy Spirit. What is hidden to us is plain as day to the Holy Spirit. He already knows. He understands. He has the knowledge, okay? He's in, he's in communication with God. He is the very Spirit of God. So when we communicate to Him, we're literally speaking to God. We're understanding God's heart. We're understanding the way God feels. It's the mysteries of God that we didn't know before that now we do know. In the Spirit, it's plain as day. So who wouldn't want to know the mysteries of God when it's available? 1 Corinthians 14, 14 says this, if you want to jump down just a little bit further. It says this, For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. That's an interesting scripture. For if I pray in tongues, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. See, I believe that tongues is a secret code of heaven. It's a secret code that only those that are filled know it. It's a secret language. See, the devil's agenda and kingdom are damaged when you pray in tongues. You know he's got an agenda. You know he's got the kingdom of darkness. And when you pray in tongues, those things are damaged. His plans for you are damaged. His attacks that he's going to try to throw at you are damaged. When you pray in the Spirit, when you're filled with the Spirit. Some of you get attacked left and right. You're always being attacked. And some things you allow, okay, but some things are really because the enemy likes to just straight up attack you. But wouldn't it be just unbelievable, just amazing, if all of a sudden he just stopped or, or slowed down a little bit in your life? Would you not want that? Would you not want him to just take a few steps back and give you a break for a little bit? Be filled with the Spirit. His, his agenda is, is damaged and crushed. He can't do the things that he wants to do to you when you're filled, when you're baptized, when you speak in tongues. He can't. It's impossible. Now, Paul did say in that scripture that my understanding is unfruitful. Now, please understand that we aren't always supposed to pray in the Spirit. You know that. But 1 Corinthians 14, 15 then says following that. It says, what then? It's a question. I will pray in the spirit, and I will pray with my understanding. So, in other words, Paul was saying, 
I'll do both. I'll pray both ways. I'll pray in tongues, but I'll also pray normal. I'll pray out loud. Because if I always pray in the Spirit, come on, it don't work that way. But if I pray in the Spirit and pray with my understanding, if I mix my understanding with God's understanding, perfection is made. When, when, I, when I realize that, okay, I've prayed all I could pray, I've done all I can do, now I've got to tap into another source. Okay, I, I've done it. I prayed. I believe for this thing. God, what else do I do? I tap into the Holy Spirit because there comes a point where your understanding will only take you so far that you need that extra boost. You need that extra kick to take you there for that prayer to be answered for you to for you to finally get set free. You need that extra boost and you ain't going to do it based on your own understanding. You got to tap into the source of all understanding. Amen? So we got to do both. So we should pray what we know and let the Holy Spirit pray what we don't know. Pray what you know and let the Holy Spirit pray what you don't know. It's easy. It's easy. Do what you can and let the Holy Spirit do what you cannot. Do all you can and then turn it over to Him. And say, now take this thing and take it to the next level. Run with this thing. Come on, I've taken this thing all the way, all the way down the field. Now I need you to score for me. Come on, just take it as far as you can and then say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm turning this over to you. I'm tapping into this supernatural. I'm tapping into a channel that my understanding, my thinking, I don't, I don't get it. I, I, I can't do this on my own. So I'm going to tap into you so you can finish the job for me. I can tell you right now, God wants you to try first. God wants you to, to, to step up first and step to the plate and actually take a few swings. He wants you to do it. He wants you to actually step up. And when he realizes and when you realize that, okay, I, I've swung enough, I'm about to strike out, then he comes in and helps you. That's why the Holy Spirit is paraclete in the Greek. It's, it means to come alongside and to aid to walk alongside you. So in other words, I've done all I can do. I'm out of strength. I've gone as far as I could. Okay, God realizes it. Hey, Holy Spirit, boom, come on in and help him. Okay, man, here we go again. You go as far as you can. You pray as much as you can. You cry out as deep as you can. And then at that point, when you understand you have gone as far as you can, and when God sees that you've done, truly have done all you can do, and not just, oh, I've prayed enough. No, when, when he sees that you have really done it, when you have really done it, then that Holy Spirit, boom, comes right alongside you and takes over. And now you're, you're praying in the supernatural. You're walking in the supernatural. You're singing in the supernatural. Your life becomes supernatural. There are things that were once natural that you didn't understand. You didn't understand how to pray. The super comes in. The supernatural takes over. And now everything is supernatural. Everything is supernatural. Your healing is supernatural. Come on. Come on. Your prayer language is supernatural. The way you worship is now supernatural. Got to, got to have it. But you got to know that this is all scripture I'm giving you. It's all scripture. Bottom line is this praying in the Spirit is not only biblical, but it's important. It's not only biblical, it's important. 
And it's very important. 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Jump over to that scripture. It says this. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. Now that is about as plain, straight up, boom, shot. That's as clear as it gets right there. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. Do not do it. Do not do it. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. In other words, God is saying, you got to do it. You don't have a choice. Well, pastor, you don't understand. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried. I understand. Believe me, there was a time where, man, I wanted to get filled and I wanted to get filled and I wanted to get filled and I never did. Now I realize, looking back, even though I was pretty young, looking back, I'm like, okay, I realize that there was still this ounce of doubt. There was still this ounce of, well, maybe this time, I don't know, hopefully. But you, can't, you, can't, you can't walk that way. You can't think that way. You've got to know that you know that you know that you want it all. You've got to know that you want it all, amen? You've got to know. Do not forbid speaking in tongues. That's pretty straightforward. Number three. Number three is this. There are benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. We've talked about some already. There are benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. So you must believe that it's, if it's worth it, it matters. If it's worth it, it matters. Now, people argue this scripture all the time. Now, I want all of the... Uh, theological people this morning and all of the um, people that like to break down scripture, all the people that have heard different things about this 1 Corinthians chapter 14 business, about how really God really uh, you know, wants you to prophesy more than anything else and prophecy is the greatest of them all and all this and all that. I want to kind of help you this morning because we, we've, I believe that people have believed this lie of these false doctrines that are out there in these uh, uh, this theology that's out there that, you know, well, you don't have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You don't have to speak in tongues, but it's so important that you prophesy. Well, they're equally important, and I'm going to show you. I'm going to actually break down this scripture so you know and you understand. 1 Corinthians 14.4, this is the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 14.4, we already read it. I'm going to read it again, then I'm going to help you understand it. The person who speaks in another language builds himself up, but he who prophesies builds up the church. And now we look at that, and we're like, okay, so the person who speaks in tongues builds himself up, okay? But the person who prophesies builds up the church. So obviously, prophecy is better than tongues. I'd rather prophesy and edify the church and flow in that realm than I would than speaking in tongues. Well, I guess that prophecy is, is way better than tongues. Let me give you some help. Zero in on the word but there. The word but. Okay? It says the person who speaks in another language builds himself up. But he who prophesies builds up the church. Zero in on that word but. Now the word but is a conjunction in the Greek there. And appears more than 2,700 times in the Bible. It was originally translated as and, 
or as well as. It's not actually but. That's just the how we have it today. It's and or as well as. So now let's read it one more time. I'm going to read it twice. The person who speaks in another language builds himself up, and he who prophesies builds up the church. Now, did that just completely shift the way you, you read it? Now let's read it as well as. The person who speaks in another language builds himself up, as well as he who prophesies builds up the church. So there's not this comparison thing here that people have have created that says, well, you don't have to really have tongues. Tongues maybe are just for you, and, and, and prophecy is for the church, and prophecy is for everybody else. There's not a true but there. If you do the, the, the scriptures, if you dig in, you will understand that the two go hand in hand. They're together. They're as equally as important to each other. One is, one is important, and the other is equally important. It's great to speak in tongues, and guess what? It's great to prophesy. Prophesy is for the edification of the church. So if you speak in tongues and you prophesy, whoa, that is amazing, right? That's what this scripture is saying. It's not saying, well, these are the speaking in tongues, folks, and, well, this is way better over here. Here's all the prophetic people. No, 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 no. It's you speak in tongues, hallelujah. You, 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 you prophesy, great. Cool. That's what that scripture means. That's what that scripture means. Now look at the word edifies. Edifies. Remember, the, it says the person who speaks in another language builds himself up as well as he who prophesies builds up the church. Okay, now the word builds there is also edifies in some of your versions, which le- literally means to build up, to restore, to repair, and to grow. Isn't that amazing? So the person who prophes- the person who prophesies speaks to people or excuse me, sorry, wrong scripture. The person who speaks in another language restores, repairs, grows, and builds himself up. As well as he who prophesies restores, repairs, builds, and grows the church. Now I just broke down that scripture for you and I hope you really understand it now. You have got the true meaning of what that scripture is. You have got the actual, you know it now. This is the real deal. This is how it was intended. See, edifies, builds up, restores. See, the enemy and the things of this world would do anything and everything they can to tear you apart and destroy you. We know that. We're living in times of fear. We're living in times of worry. We're living in times of defeat. We're living in times of depression and anxiety and addictions. And it goes on and on and on and on. We're living in those times. And sometimes we feel broken. And we feel broken down. We're like a car. Sometimes we break down. We break down. But if we pray in the Spirit, we are edified. And we build ourselves up. What does edified mean again? To build up, to restore, to repair, to grow. So times that we have fear, come on, we can restore that thing. Times that we worry, we have doubt, we're depressed, we're anxious, we're battling with addictions. Come on, we can build up ourselves, we can restore ourselves, we can repair ourselves, and we can grow ourselves. Isn't that amazing? 
God, God unlocked and unfolded all of it for us. He said, here, here is the equation. All you got to do is just solve it. And let me tell you, the, you know the way you solve this equation? You get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You start speaking in tongues. That's how you solve it. That's how you solve your problems. That's how you solve your situations. That's how you make it each and every day. That's how you fight with the enemy and defeat the things of, the, of this world. That is how you do it, church. I don't know about you, but there are many benefits to the Holy Spirit, and I want them all. Those of you that are in this room that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speaking other tongues, you can testify to this. As you pray in the Spirit, you get built up. As you pray in the Spirit, you start feeling a whole lot better. You pray in the Spirit, man, things just are, your day just changes. It just shifts. You pray in the Spirit, and it's like that little prayer that you prayed was just weak sauce, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit kicked in, it was like you now became Superman or Superwoman. You understand that. I'm going to just say it. There is no kryptonite in your life when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Because you are Superman or Superwoman all the time. There is nothing that the enemy can do to destroy you. There's nothing that the enemy can do to take you out when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. As soon as an attack comes, you realize that the enemy's trying to throw kryptonite at you. Listen, you got a lot more strength. You got a lot more power. You got a lot more muscles. You got a lot more guns. There is nothing that the enemy can do. Boom, you just take them out. What if we were in a church, the glory church? What if we were in a church? That was full of superheroes. What if I can look at each and every one of your face and say, yeah, that's a superwoman. Yeah, that's a superman. Look how, look how much power he's got. Look how much power she's got. Don't even try to come up in this place, devil. You ain't going to even make it into the parking lot. <laughs> because we got superheroes up in here. And anything that the devil tries to do, it ain't going to happen. What if we were that church where we didn't strive to be the biggest? We didn't strive to be the greatest. We didn't strive to have the most people. We didn't strive to have the best worship team. We didn't strive to have the number one children's department or youth department. All of those things are great. We'll get there. But what if we... Our number one priority, our number one goal was that everyone was filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And everyone in the house spoke in tongues. What if that was our number one goal? Well, that's just kind of silly. Go down the street to another church and you'll find how weak, boring, dull those people are. I can't believe he just said that. I just said it. Because it's the truth. It's the truth. I'm sorry. It's just a straight up truth. But what if there was a church, and not just this church, but other churches, that realized, okay, our number one priority, our number one goal is that we flow and operate in those nine gifts that God designed for the church to operate in. What if that was our number one priority? 
And we understood that above everything else. Before, before we raise money, I've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because I can't raise all this money unless I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Before we, before we ask for all of these people to start coming in, i got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because when they come in, they're going to realize really quick they're out of place if they don't get filled too. And we're going to lay our hands and boom, they're going to get filled with the Holy Ghost. What if that was our number one priority? I can tell you, that was the way it was in the book of Acts. That was the way that Jesus intended the church to be. That's why he set this thing up. He provided these gifts for us. He created this whole thing for us, this whole layout, this whole, this whole plan. The blueprints are just are clear as day. A successful church is a spirit-filled church. A successful church is a church that everybody operates in the gifts that he designed for us to operate. A successful church is a church that looks at the word and says, you know what, I see everything it has to offer, I want it all. That is what a successful church is. And, if, and I'm looking around in this room today. If you want to be that successful church, you have got to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you want your family members to get saved, set free, delivered, if you want them to stop battling addictions, if you want them to stop being homosexuals, if you want them to stop doing this and doing that in your workplace, in different areas of your life, you have got to get filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You don't have any other choice. Thank you, mother-in-law. (laughs) there's restoring power when you pray in the Holy Spirit it's a supernatural restoring power praying in the Spirit is not only beneficial in a moment when when we need repair it's not only beneficial in that moment it's crucial in times of warfare when you got a battle the enemy, when you got a battle in the spirit, it is crucial that you are filled with the Holy Ghost because when the enemy truly attacks you, and I'm not saying when you fell and you stubbed your toe and then two minutes later you cut your finger open, you say, oh my God, the enemy is attacking me today. No. <laughs> hey. Donald Trump. Um. Sorry. You will know, fake news. (laughs) I got to preach, Maria. You got to know, you will know, excuse me. You will know when the devil, when the enemy is truly attacking you. You will know. And the only way you can stop him, the only way is to be filled and slay that enemy's head with your tongues. That's spiritual warfare. When you don't understand, but the Holy Spirit does. He says, hold on, wait a second. You need a little bit more juice in your gut. Hold on, wait a second. You need a little bit more power in your prayer. Hold on, wait a second. Your words aren't doing as much as I want them to. Let me kick in a little bit. Come on, that is what spiritual warfare is. And if you understood that you can battle in the spirit against principalities of darkness, your life would not be so jacked up the way it is. Well, my finances are all messed up. They always have been this way. I guess I'll never have enough money in the bank. Pray in the spirit. 
My family is so jacked up. You don't understand. You don't realize the things that they went through back in the 80s and the 90s. You don't understand everything that we've gone through. Pray in the spirit. I keep battling all of these health issues. Pastor, you don't understand. It's one thing after another. The enemy keeps attacking me. The enemy hates me. My body is always messed up. I'm always sick. I'm always having to take off of work. I can never make it to church every week. Pray in the spirit. Come on, church. There are things that you can do that God has already given you. If you would just pray in the Holy Ghost. I hope you see how passionate I am about this this morning. Because I need to be looking at a congregation that are not weaklings in the spirit, but are supermen and superwomen. I need you. I need you. I don't need the weak ones anymore. I'm sorry. There's an exit right there. I don't need the weak ones anymore. I need the strong ones because there's an enemy that hates me and he hates you and he hates your family. We have got to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus, help us. Somebody, something come do something up here. David and y'all, come on. Come on, it's about to unlock in this place. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you might as well start praying right now. Come on, this isn't to, this isn't to freak you out. This isn't to make you be uncomfortable. If you decide to leave right now, that's cool with me. I'm not going to dislike you anymore. I'm not going to push you aside out of my life. I still love you, but I need you to be filled. I'm sorry. I need you to be filled. Ephesians 6.18 says this, pray at all times in the spirit with prayer and request. In other words, you can pray all day long, but you got to pray in the spirit too. I've said it a hundred times. It's right there in the word. That's just another example. Come on, you ought to be praying in the Holy Ghost right now. This is number four, and I'm going to close with this, and we're going to get going. This is number four. It says this. This is my point. There is nothing weird about being filled with the spirit. That's number four. There's nothing weird about being filled with the Spirit. Number one, there's a difference between the gift of tongues and speaking in tongues. Number two, tongues are scriptural. Number three, there are benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And number four, there is nothing weird about being filled with the Holy Spirit. There is nothing weird about it. There is nothing abnormal about it. There is nothing freaky about it. There is nothing that is just this mystical thing about it. It's not that way. It is not that way, church. You must understand that. If you have always viewed the Holy Spirit as this, as this thing that's just out there that's weird, I'm, I'm telling you, you, you are believing a lie that the enemy has planted into your mind. If you, if you look at people that are speaking in tongues and you say, oh, they're out of line, oh, they're out of order, oh, that's, that's terrible, that's no good, we don't need to be doing that right now. Can I tell you, with all love, with all respect, you are wrong. You have believed a lie of the enemy because the Lord desires, I've read scripture after scripture, the Lord desires that all people are filled with the Holy Ghost, with evidence of speaking in tongues. It is in here a million times more than what I read to you. Do not forbid speaking in tongues is what the scripture says. Do not forbid it. I, I urge you. I challenge you. I throw that at you this morning with all love, with all respect, with all care in my heart for you. And I'm telling you, you've got to have it. I need you to, I need you to have it. And if I want it all, as one of the shepherds of the house, if I want it all, you ought to want it all too. 
I'm not going to lead a congregation that wants part of what I have to offer. I don't want to lead a congregation that only receives half of the words that are spoken on a Sunday morning. I want a congregation that says, I want it all. I want it all. Praying in the Spirit isn't crazy, folks. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It builds you up like we read. And it's inside of you. It's just being, it's just ready to unleash. It's just, it's just ready to unlock. I gotta take off my jacket. It, it's just ready to just, 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 just boom, come right out of you like a fireball. It, it, it's so ready. Come on, the, the Holy Spirit is, is defined in many places in the word as fire. And, and it's like that for a reason because it's this heat, it's this feeling that you get. That, that you, you, can't, you can't deny it. It's there. And, and for most people, it's right here in their belly. And some